Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, and this is episode 389. Wow, 389. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, I don't know, what is it, January something, January 23rd. Um... Try to come in to do a little work tonight. Took it easy. Um, trying to try to uh, pick up, pick it up a little bit more on Monday. Um, watched a few movies. Watched that uh, the White Tiger. Pretty good movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, pretty good. Um, Today was, um, I had to work on something. I had to, uh, it was a project I have to, it's actually part of another project, but this is uh, the beginning. I had to actually create a, a timeline. It was a timeline basically of my life. And um, do I have, I have to dig a lot deeper. There's a lot more that I have to do. Um, just the, the first step was pretty interesting. It made me have to sit there and think. <coughs> I got to get the, date, the actual years down. Um, but what I did is um, I created my timeline according to my years of school. Um, I didn't want to do them by age. I figured, well, if I do them by years of school, um, it might be easier for me to remember. Because I can remember teachers and stuff and remember schools. Um... Though that's not actually how they told me to do it, which is why I said I have to go a little deeper because then from there, I could break it into years and try to go as far back as I could remember. You know, and it's kind of hard when you don't have your, your parents or the people that were really around you during those times. Uh, most of that stuff, I don't think my sister would remember because she was raising her own kids, well, her own kid at that time. She had her own life. She was a kid herself also. Um... So I think there's a lot of stuff that I couldn't ask anyway. I would have had to head ask my mom. And that's not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, while I was working on this timeline and using my years in school, my grades actually, uh, to track it, I, I discovered something that was... Um, that I knew, but not to the level that I know now and that I'm realizing. I actually want to go deeper because it's quite interesting. I was a real fuck up in school from day one, from day one. And it's so weird because today, 
I'm an advent, advent studier. I study a lot. I'm always learning. I read. I put things into uh, into practice that um that I learn. I work on computers. Um, I write books. So many things that you would never in your right mind think that someone <coughs> with a school history such as mine would be doing. Now, I'm not saying I'm a genius at all. I'm not even saying I'm a smart dude. But I'm talking about my work ethic and my discipline. When I tie that together, like for instance, people would think that I was a somewhat good student growing up. But I wasn't, man. From day one, and I think about it now, I remember myself having serious issues in school. I'm talking about to the point where I just could not remember shit. Now, I don't know if I was dyslexia. There's a part of me that f- believes I was. Um, I skipped, back in the days we, were able, we had a choice. Kindergarten wasn't mandatory. You had kindergarten or first grade. And kindergarten was like optional. Was, kindergarten I think, was more like a nursery school back in those days. Because I remember, I specifically remember my mother asking me, do I want to go to kindergarten or first grade? Now, maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe my ass didn't belong going to first grade. Maybe I belong going to kindergarten. My mom gave her, well, how would I have been, five-year-old son, the option. Now, the thing I'll say I was smart enough to do is to, yeah, is to pick first grade because I skipped myself. <laughs> Technically, I skipped myself. Like, you know what? Forget those kindergarten babies. Stick their heads in gravy. I wanted to go first grade. Do I remember starting first grade and, and the second graders coming to me with that same song? First grade of babies, stick your head in gravy. I remember that. I was like, what the hell? The first time I ever heard of that. But, um, but I remember... Um, I remember what was going on. And I remember how shit didn't make much sense. Now, I did go to like a nursery school before that. That I do remember. Because I, I learned songs like, Bingo, Bingo is his name. Oh, bing. I, I remember that. And I remember throwing up in the van. I remember it was like a little school van, like a little... Uh, uh, like a little a little school bus that used to pick us up, you know. I don't know. Maybe it was a, a slow class. Who knows? Maybe my mom's not around. Maybe I was in a freaking retarded school and I didn't know for kindergarten. Maybe they had me in a slow school. Maybe there was something wrong with me. I don't know. So weird now. But I remember it. Um, <laughs> I remember it being uh. I remember the place. It, it was, I remember taking naps on the floor. And this is a weird thing too. 
I remember they had a playset like for like a cooking set and to di- wash dishes. And I remember that was my favorite thing to do. Wash dishes. Yet yeah, I hate washing dishes now. Oh yeah, I can't stand washing dishes. But I remember that being my favorite thing. I remember the teacher telling my mother that. It's so funny that I'm just bringing this up now. This is the nursery school. So I skipped kindergarten, go first grade. <clears throat> now I had a, a. Now I cannot tell you for the life of me what what my first grade teacher's name was. But I remember she was a white lady with glasses and long hair. And what was this? Very early 70s, maybe 1970, maybe 1971. No, 1970, probably, because I don't think my my nephew was born yet. But I used to call her Miss Marowax. Miss Marowax, or Mirawax. Miss Mirawax, that's what it was. Now, could have been Miss Miriam. It could have been anything. I have no idea. I don't know. All I remember is calling her Miss Merowix. Miss Merowix, that's what it was. I don't know what her real name was. If my mom was here, she'll be able to uh, to tell me. Um, and that was my first grade teacher. And one of the things that I remember, though, I remember having a difficult time in the class. I remember not understanding shit, like not... Like having a real tough time just paying attention. Um, I'll tell you another thing that I remember. I remember being a bit of a bully to one kid in particular. What on earth made me a bully in the first grade? I don't know. But I used to have, there was this kid, Hector, next to me. I remember making him raise his hand and keep his hand up. And every time Miss Merowax came up and she said, yes, Hector, what do you want? He would just stand there and not say anything. (laughs) And she said, well, put your hand down. And he would put his hand down and I would pop him in the ribs and tell him, put your hand back up now. Now, if that's not a freaking bully, that then, then I don't know what is. That's like some, uh, I'm watching a movie about bully and I should get my ass kicked because I can't stand bullies. <laughs> but I was, I was bullying this kid, you know? Well, both in first grade, I was nothing tough. I don't know what the problem was. Um, going into second grade, I remember having a black lady, black teacher. I, can't, I don't know what her name is. But I know we used to call him Stoneball. Stoneball. I don't know what her real name was. This is crazy, man. (coughs) And I remember this class being an absolute terror. And I remember us (coughs) constantly running around the classroom, knocking chairs over, pushing girls in the freaking closet so we can kiss them or whatever the hell else we were doing to them, pushing them in the closets and running back out, 
I remember this mess. This is second grade. And the reason why I remembered second grade because of Miss Stoneball. I remember I had a friend named Benjamin, Puerto Rican kid. Hector was Puerto Rican too, by the way. Remember, this was in the Bronx. And I remember Benjamin giving Miss Stoneball a karate chop. And when he hit her chest with his karate chop, he popped every single button on her blouse and her shirt opened up and I remember seeing her, her bra, she had, her chest showed with her bra. And that's what I remember from that class. Third grade. Third grade. I remember in third grade, I had no idea what a cotex was. And I had this teacher, forgot her name, white lady, she was heavy set. Remember she used to wear like a black tight ponytail, she had glasses, very loud woman. Totally forgot her name, oh my God. And um, I remember I dropped something under the, under the table. She came up to me, she says, now what are you looking for? And I stuck my head up, I said, your mom is Kotex. Now, mind you, I had no idea what a Kotex was. I just know that a lot of people used to use that in a joke. And all you youngins who don't know what Kotex is, Google it. <laughs> um, let me tell you what I thought Kotex was. I thought they were what they call, the, the, I call them croissants, corsets. The shit that the women put around their waist back in the days and then they lace it and they make it real tight so that way their stomach, their waist goes in and the hips look big. That's what I thought a cotex was. I had no idea that a cotex was what a cotex is. Anyway, long story short on that one is I got left back on the third grade. That was the first time I got left back. <sighs> by the fourth grade, um, by that time, by third grade, I had already moved to Queens. Yeah, I moved to Queens already. <clears throat> and um, it was a weird, it was a weird ass place. There was no more Puerto Ricans. There was actually no Puerto Rican, no blacks. I think that any black kids were like from Africa. And the other Spanish kids were all from like South America. And then we had a lot of Indian kids. And I remember this school, I just, I didn't like this school either. And um, I had one teacher, her name was Miss McCarthy. I remember her. She was really nice. She reminded me of the teacher from the sound of, the lady from the sound of music. Um, and I remember she was super nice to me. And because she was super nice, I wanted to be nice also. She was like my favorite teacher. But I didn't know the work. And I remember having serious issues with the work. I remember having a problem telling time. I couldn't tell time for the life of me. By the time I went to sixth grade, that was like, that was fourth in like fifth grade. I went to sixth grade, I went to junior high school. And this is when things changed because now my school where it was located was more towards Corona, which was more of, Queens was more of a black uh, population in that area. 
um, which was odd now because I went already a couple years um, in my schools and there was no black kids at all. Meanwhile, I grew up in, in the Bronx with the black kids. Um, so now here, this is a whole other uh, thing. And then since we were in the sixth grade, um, we were just basically the freshmen of the junior high school. A lot of bullying went on. I mean, at that point, um, I started to see a lot of the gangs start to evolve. And at that point, we were getting stepped to by gangs. Not just the male gangs. I remember being stepped to a female by a female. And she was like in eighth grade. <clears throat> she went up to me. She said, you got bug teeth. <laughs> I think I cursed at her. And then uh, I remember they stepped to me one time. They saw me, like I said something to her, and then I was going to class. I was going to my school, and they caught me right outside um, the gate. And I remember it was the first time I ever seen a double seven knife. You remember the, the, the blades with the wooden handles? I remember them putting that shit to my throat. Tell me if I ever say anything to her again, they're gonna stab me in my throat. Um, it was during that, that year that I started getting into more fights. I had to toughen up. I, I started fights too. Anything, I bullied. I was bullied. I, I fought. I fought in the hallways. I fought everywhere. And um, uh, sixth grade, I got left back again. Um, seventh grade um, is when I started a career in breaking into cars during my lunch break. So we used to break out of the school for lunch, go down to the mall, break into a car, and then go for a joyride. So it was a regular thing. <clears throat> and I had my regular crew with me. It was the two guys and a girl named Diana. Until one day the cops came into our classroom. And they picked the two guys, but they didn't point out me and Diana. And we never got in trouble for it. And I stopped at that point. <coughs> <coughs> By the time I got to eighth grade, um, I started to skip a lot of school. Like I hardly went. We were, I was hanging out, uh, <coughs> hanging out with a lot of guys, and I wasn't getting high enough. There, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes. I remember that. I really didn't do any drugs. I didn't do any. I didn't smoke weed. I never liked to drink. Um, and then. Uh, that's when my mom and us, we moved around the country and we ended up moving to Florida and then from Florida to Alabama, Mississippi, Puerto Rico, then back to Queens. When I came back to Queens, um, I ended up going back to my school in Jackson Heights to try to finish eighth grade, uh, but it didn't work. I got left back. I think part of that, though, was because I missed so much school tra from traveling. Uh, I repeated the eighth grade there, and then I remember going to, finally going and making it to high school. I went to high school, ninth grade. By that time, um, they put me in like a special ed class, and it was all thugs. It was everybody, like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember having like, certain thugs in your in your school that they were so thuggish that they were actually famous. Like in the school, they were popular, that popular. Well, 
I had all the popular thugs in my class. And um, it was uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Then they moved us up to the 10th grade. Well, no. We went to the next grade, and they never told us what the next grade was. And I remember it being an issue because half of us thought we were back. We got left back in the ninth grade. The other half thought that we graduated, went, went on to the 10th grade. We had no idea. I don't know how I never figured this out. I don't know how my mother never told me. I kept a lot of my school stuff from my mother. Whenever she asked, I said, oh, yeah, everything's great. But I remember um, in that class there, that class was so bad. And by that time, we started smoking a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. But I remember at that point, it got so bad that they used to bring security. Security used to come from all over the school and come and line up across the blackboard uh, while the teacher did, um, um, took the attendance. They subjected us, they restricted us to just two classes. Now we had a bunch of classes, I'm saying, to two classrooms. The one we were in and the one next door. So we would go homeroom, then next door we'd go to science, then we'd come back to where our homeroom class was, and we'll do our reading, then we'll go back and do to the other one, that's be our social studies. The teacher, we only had two teachers now. We only had the homeroom teacher who taught like two or three classes, and then the dean, Mr. Paul Mary. He was a little short guy, hair combed to the side, glasses, thick mustache. And um, <clears throat> he was our every, every, every other thing teacher. I think he did social studies, science, and whatever else. Now, this is the deal. <clears throat> we didn't do anything in those classes. Like, I don't think he was a really, uh, I don't think he was um, certified to, uh, to teach those classes. I think it was basically a babysitting session. And then one day, <coughs> and then one day, um, a big fight broke out in the class. Mr. Palmieri went over and stepped and grabbed one of our guys and he pulled him. And when he pulled him off, we all jumped him. We jumped the teacher, Mr. Palmieri. And he got a real, real bad uh, beat down and um, I took his watch. And um, I remember it was a full investigation. Everyone got uh, expelled. Um, I ended up getting kicked out. They were going to let me come back in, but I would have had to repeat the 10th grade or whatever the hell that grade was supposed to be. So instead, I went with two other friends to Queens Outreach in Queens and Flushing Queens for our GEDs, because that was the new thing now. So, and they have now these schools, you go for the whole year, you take the test. If you take the test and you pass it, <coughs> you, you can graduate, you can leave. And I don't think I went the whole year, I think I went to the, until the first 
testing period because I think they give you like halfway through they give you the first testing period if you pass you're good you're good to go if you fail it they let you continue and then they went with the big the, the highest score <coughs> so uh, or they continue from that score their job is, was to get you the hell out get you out of school I remember going with three friends of mine these girls they were cousins and my friend Greg and we went all year to school and then we went to John Bowne High School for the test I used to smoke cigarettes at that t- time and <coughs> I remember having absolutely no patience this was the eight hour test every test was like three hours or whatever the case may be and the goal was that I mean the rule was when you finished so let's say it was the math test right this for GED you did your math test right you turn your page over you put your pencil on top of it you get up and the teacher will come by and take your test and then you could go out hang out in front of the school smoke a cigarette whatever until the next test they will ring a bell while you're standing out there you'll see the other kids as they as they're finishing their tests they're coming out now me I would do about five minutes of the test like for real and then after that if you guys remember those tests those tests were just like little letters you know multiple choice and then you gotta color it in the the little circle with with um with a pencil well the way I took that test is I colored in those little circles in designs like I would literally make a design going down whether it be an S or whatever I spent five minutes really working on the test and then I would fill in all those gaps and I was the absolute first one to stand up I remember looking at my friends and them getting pissed off at me like shaking their head I would go out there I would spend I would spend so much time outside that I was bored I was all by myself everyone else would wait to the end and I remember when my friends would finally come up they had maybe three minutes left that's how long they stayed till the end they couldn't even smoke a cigarette I remember them coming out and getting on my case saying yo what, what are you doing man you're gonna fail you, you're messing up man you're messing up I'm like man I did it. it was easy it was easy I was lying to them they said no you didn't no way I did that for every single test that came my way every single one and I remember leaving with them when we were done with the whole test at the end of the day and feeling really down like I knew this I fucked up I knew I knew listen I ain't getting no GED I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna be a high school uh, graduate um, I knew it was gonna be a problem and I pretty much accepted it at that point until one day and many of you have probably heard this this part of the story I was on the on the roof with the same exact people and a few others on my roof smoking weed and everybody that came with me to take the GED had failed the test the three people the two sisters and my friend Greg they failed the test and they asked me they said Did you get your test yet you know I said no nah. I said I haven't gotten it 
He said, oh, it doesn't matter, you failed anyway. They were sure I failed, so did I. And I remember looking over the, over the roof and seeing my mailman walking into the building. I said, there's my mailman right there. I said, I bet you my test score is there. They said, go get it. So I ran downstairs, I lived on the first floor. And sure enough, he gave me my envelope from the school. I didn't want to open it. <laughs> I was actually gonna let one of the girls open it for me. But I got upstairs, as soon as I got up to the roof. They said, so what happened? I said, it's right here. I said, well, open it. I said, man, like I was so hesitant. I said, let's see what you got, man. Let's see the score. And everybody's laughing, making fun of me. Because really, I should have been the dumb one in the crew, you know? I opened up the envelope. I looked at my score. The shit looked blurry as hell. It made no sense to me. But I passed. I passed with a 4.0. And when I told them, they didn't believe it, neither did I. And they grabbed my paper from me, and they were, we were all in total shock. I thank God that I did pass. But no, I should never have passed that test. Anyway, it's a little discovery that I had today about my educational career. I sucked. I was a bad student. But that doesn't have to necessarily determine how you live the rest of your life. Until tomorrow, good night, Freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.